it's game time. Yeah, it's game time for WWE. Hello and welcome again to the Sig Daddy's wrestling is showest. No, it's Sig Daddy's wrestling show. I'm Skyler Sig Daddy Sigman, joined by my assistant to the host, J.O. And yeah, our discussion this week is going to be Triple H as the head of creative and talent relations. But we're going to be looking more into the creative side of things when it comes to the King of Kings, the what, 14 time, 15, I can't even, I think it's 14 time world champion, Triple H. 14 time, yep. And we've already seen a multitude of changes when it comes to WWE in just the first few weeks that he's been in power. So we'll get into those here momentarily, but just want to thank everyone who has checked out the our most recent episode of the show, our review of TNA Destination X 2005. I apologize, though. You, know, you want to know why, J.O., I apologize? Why is that? Because we need to get a better quality TNA show at some point. <laughs> These TNA shows we've done so far, like the pay-per-views, like not not our content, but the pay-per-views in general have been mid to bad at best. Bad to mid at best. Pretty mid, as the kids would say these days. Pretty mid. We need. I need to do some research. I need to go into the TNA vault and find a TNA pay-per-view that is good. It's a good representation of the brand. So we'll be doing that in the future. So stay tuned for that. But thank you all once again who have checked out the TNA Destination X 2005 retro pay-per-view review that J.O. and I did last week. If you haven't already, you can check it out on Potabuy's Potabuy. I didn't know there was that was an app. Potabuy, Podbean, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, anywhere you get your podcast, you can find it. But uh, Jail, let's not waste any time. Let's get into this topic. So Vince, Vince finally steps down after what forty years almost as the the guy in WWE, the guy. And there's even more money talking about hush money. We're not going to get into that much, but because there's more money that's rumored to be out there that he spent in hush money. So, but Vince, after a 40, almost 40 year run, heck of a run, I'll say, changed the landscape of professional wrestling. But it was time. It was time for a change. It was long overdue, honestly. I would agree with that a hundred percent. You said forty years. I had a look when you know things officially started with him. I think the article I read said it was since nineteen eighty-two. That is insane. Yeah, he took over from his dad, and then then he grew it to a worldwide phenomenon that it is now. But it was he time. Monopolized it. Monopolized. Yeah, oh, he did. He did. And as you said, he he changed the industry whether some people say for the better or for the worse, it's hard. You can't deny that there were definitely some high points in not just WWE and professional wrestling that Vince played a huge, huge part in. Wrestling Wrestling wouldn't exist as it is today without him. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. And to, and, and if you just think about the fact that after four years, he's now leaving, that's, I always thought Vince would leave the WWE 
in a casket because he would be with WWE until he died. And they probably they almost broadcast it too. Probably if you think about they, it, he wanted, he wanted to be a, some storyline or something. I mean, actually, I'm pretty sure Vince has died in the WWE before. Oh, he but, did, but that was before the you know yeah that was yeah. the Benoit thing. That was like the week before that. But he's had some great moments, some really great moments. Oh. The Attitude Era was for one for sure. He had he had some of the best worst wrestling match professional wrestling matches I've ever seen. <laughs> the best worst that's a good way to put it but and as you also said it was a change was needed as much i as much as he loved the, his product he loved the industry at a certain point you know you you get out of touch and i feel vince mcmahon was getting was at that point if not getting to that point already was, i think he was already at that point we could we could tell like from I don't know how long onward, but it was at least probably since 2017, I think was kind of like his 2016. And I know you can, you'll agree with me on this was probably the last great year for WWE. Yep. I remember 2016 very, very fondly. It, it, that, that's a goat year. I think for well, at least 2010s, that's the best year. Uh, maybe outside of the year uh, they screwed up the punk thing. So I'd say 2016 consistently is really, really good, but it's been the best year in like, since like 20, yeah. Like from 2016 onward. Yeah. It's, that's been all downhill practically. And maybe, maybe like a plateau, but anyway, so triple H is now head of creative and then head of talent relations and we've already seen some like wholesale changes already. He has made some big, big changes. So yep. one of the first major moves he made it look like was bringing, well, it was Io Shirai, but now she's Io Sky, and she brought he brought Dakota Kai back, who was released, and he put him with Bailey, which I think was a really good move actually, because Bailey's a well-established name within the ranks of WWE. So, and you could see a whole lot of his NXT black and gold influence kind of starting to infiltrate its way into the uh, main roster now, which I think it should have been the plan all along because there was, I just thought there was so much potential with the NXT black and gold brand, like those guys there that they could flourish on the main roster. But Vince just didn't see the vision. They didn't get the characters or that. But I like that Triple H has already brought people into the fold, as well as carrying Cross and Scarlet. They're back, and he's, yep. he's going to be inter- he's going to be inserted into the program with Roman and uh, Drew. It looks like, and I like that. I like that a lot. And I and since you brought it up, that was going to be if you want a short argument for Triple H. And I guess could you even say argument because I don't think any WWE fans will argue that Triple H would be is good for the brand, the company, but. If you want to, if you want to, if you want an example of how Triple H will handle the WWE, just look at NXT. Its best years are because of Triple H. It's no, it's no. There's no argument. There's literally no argument. And almost, it almost seems like okay, Jo. I'm just throwing out some speculation here. He's like on a revenge tour right now. Triple H is. I'm all for it. He, he's on a revenge tour because I think he wants, like, since Tony Khan, not Tony Khan, but, like, AEW took down NXT, he's like, oh, I'm bringing this shit to the main roster. Pardon my language. 
I'm, I'm bringing these people up and we're going to make this the best show we could possibly make. And like I said, I'm all for it. I am excited to see how much longer does Keith Lee have on his contract? Oh, he's got, he's there for like four, three or four <laughs> years at least. I think I, I right. can't remember like con like their people were coming out. It's like, Oh yeah, they can get out of their contracts. I'm like, Tony Khan's like, no, <laughs> they can't. They're here for four or five years. You can't just get out of a contract immediately. They're signed here. Yeah, there's some legality issues there. But, you know, I don't want anyone to lose their jobs or get in legal trouble. But, man, I would have loved, I would love to sometime in the future, everyone, which is most people in WWE who didn't get their fair shot, come back under Triple H's new WWE. I'm here for it. Imagine, imagine this. Keith Lee would have been there during Triple H, like if Triple H would have been in power when Keith Lee was there. Oh, man. The dude would have been a main eventer. <laughs> I'm telling you. He probably would have been Universal or WWE champion by now. If Triple H would have had the creative pull that he has now, he, like so many of these, like Karrion Cross didn't get a fair chance. I'm happy they brought him back. They brought back Dexter Loomis too, who was, on NXT, which he's a very interesting character. It's like odd, but yeah. but isn't he in jail right now? I thought I saw that he got arrested. He did get arrested. There was a car wreck behind the scenes. And what what trip? What we're seeing with Triple H's thing now, he, like the Carrying Cross thing last week. Though it's not popular with everybody, they don't think he's the biggest star or whatever. Kind of because they kind of had Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano kind of calm out a little bit and kayfabe but i the surprises i like legitimate surprises in my wrestling like the dexter Lewis thing was cool like they did it differently than they do normal things because i like it was like a storyline that played out throughout the show i think if it was right because there was a car crash and then loomis ended up like getting escorted out by police or something I hope with you said the surprises. I hope this is the end of WWE announcing people returning. Like I want, I want to be surprised like you. I want to hear the music drop and then lose my absolute mind. Like I might start watching Monday Night Raw again, even though it's three hours. I might, I might tune in. Didn't you? Wasn't it Triple H? I think I saw a tweet or an article or a post on Instagram. I think it was Triple H for, uh, in an interview. Triple H was saying he thinks Raw should be two at the yeah, most. Yeah, but that's because that was a long. I think if I remember right, that was an interview from like six or seven years ago or something like that. It was, ah. it, was, it, was it was it was a while back, but still, like there's not only those changes that are coming. The women's tag titles are being reintroduced because Vince threw them away pretty much after Sasha and Naomi walked out. And we might be getting Sasha and Naomi back, which Sasha, they lose Sasha. That's not good. Not good. So if not they can good. get her back into the fold and Naomi as well, that'll be certainly helpful. I Yeah, it, like this is just like a sign of Vince was losing grips on things, I think. He just had so many different little stupid rules, like things he would nitpick, like – words they couldn't say everything that part, 
that part is what blew my mind the most is about how much how much he micromanaged like what what's the matter with the word wrestler like, and, what's the matter with it and speaking of that those words are not dirty anymore according yep, to they're back M Meltzer revealed in the observer that uh that those words are back. They're not taboo anymore in WWE. Thank the freaking Lord because wrestling is in the name. It's world wrestling entertainment. It's not, I don't know why I'm so confused. World superstar entertainment. World, I don't know. I, I, I like this better. I like that. I like that better as well. And we're seeing people that are getting now as well we're, to jump on this point, like, People are getting pushes now that normally wouldn't have, like if with Vince would still be in power. I I'll tell you, Tommaso Ciampa wouldn't be getting the mini push right now. Nope. Because he just challenged Bobby Lashley for the U.S. title back on Monday, as this is being recorded on Wednesday. From what I heard, they had a pretty decent match. Saw some highlights. It was. It was pretty good. I, they're uh, – uh, Ciampa's always good, and then Lashley's always been good. And then he's just let it, he's put two good wrestlers, wrestlers, together, and then let magic happen. That's that's how I that's how I always saw Triple H would run his programming, especially with NXT. And now again with it, well, the emphasis the, on the emphasis in the the NXT was like, just I hate to say it, but an emphasis on what NXT had was the wrestling, which is a, what AEW is now. I agree. I could, yep. I, I'd agree with that. It's kind of, it's not this, it's not a carbon copy. It's not, there's differences in what AEW does and WWE NXT did the black and gold brand. But the core element is the wrestling is the focus. Which for a wrestling show, you would think would, you know, always be the case yeah, but well storylines are very important to get you to care but the wrestling has to go coincide with that as well with triple h he's going to be able to do both he's done both with nxt already i'm i'll apologize i'll apologize in advance i'm probably just going to throw nxt around a lot because it's just, it's just the best example that w that triple h is gonna take care of wwe wwe is in good hands with triple h i, I think it is even though CM Punk, remember, said it was, you know, your doofus son-in-law will take over at the end. Uh, as much as I like Punk, I I, I think Triple H is going to be okay in that position. We'll, we'll see what happens. Stephanie's in charge, in charge of the company as well as Nick Khan. I'm not a big fan of that guy, by the way. But either way, I think they're in better hands now. And and I think in Triple H, from what I heard, it's an all it's an all hands on board here. Everyone's like everyone's got input. <laughs> that's already the opposite of what Vince McMahon was doing. He was entertaining one audience himself himself. And I think it's a better idea. I, and plus as much as I respect Vince and all that, he never actually like wrestled really. Like he wasn't a full-time wrestler like triple H was. So Triple oh, H knows no. Triple H knows elements of the the game that Vince never really did. He Vince did, but he didn't know him as well as Triple H does. You're right. You're right. 
obviously you and I really can't speak a hundred percent on that, but you just, you just have to know that someone who's laced up wrestling boots and did it for as long as triple H has, there's, that's just a certain, there's the, there's just a certain level of insight that even though Vince started this company, took it to the moon, even, yeah, he wrestled in a few matches himself, some pretty solid ones, but it's, he just didn't have that insight no. that Triple H is going to be able to bring into this, into the company now. And what, so what I'm thinking here moving forward, so Gargano may be back too, which, Hey, I, I'm, I'm all for that too. I, I just like seeing competition. I like seeing competition. It makes wrestling more fun. Like it's not going to be, it's not, it's not going to be a competition, but it's going to be like, we'll get to see good, like we get to see good wrestling for on WWE from time to time, but like they'll have good, they'll pay their pay-per-views always seem to deliver now. I don't know why, but it's because the lack of builds were so bad that the, the wrestling was just, it, it was just surpassed the terrible story going into it. So your expectations were already surpassed, but maybe we'll get this element of the storylines are good as well as the wrestling. And that makes like when those are married together, it's magic. Magic. I remember a few few episodes ago, we talked about who's left to challenge Roman Reigns. Already with this change in the landscape, I have a few minds popping up, maybe carrying Cross eventually. I could see Gargano being built up. Hell, even uh, Ciampa. And then like, eventually... Like Ciampa's one of the best. Ciampa's an underrated person like if you didn't watch him on the on nxt black on on triple h's nxt man he was he was a freaking badass villain oh amazing villain amazing villain and gargano was one of the most beloved baby faces you'll ever see oh man there are few dominated w uh uh nxt for almost two years i think yeah (laughs) In a few, lasting that long in uh, professional wrestling, that's not something that happens anymore. No, but there's just a lot of NXT elements that I hope that are not like all of them that are implemented into WWE, like the main roster. But still, there's like a lot of elements from NXT that Triple H can borrow from to use on the main roster. And I think, and honestly, I think they could get some of the audience back if he's able to execute this well, like. If he's able to content, continuously put out good shows, people are going to come watch when they're good shows. People tune in for wrestling. And as the point you brought up, there's going to be a lot more of that now. There's already been a lot more of that now. Like, like what and I'm you saying. Are, oh, sorry. You already talked about, you, you already talked about a little of the uh, viewer statistics, and they're on the up, big time up. And like, so... If, if you're going to put on a good show, viewers will come. And you and you do that consistently. Like, the thing is right now, most of, I, I don't know, there's, there's hardcore WWE fans out there. A lot of these are hardcore WWE fans. A lot of hardcore fans. Then there's the casual fan. This may bring the casual fan back that, or the fan that was like so sick of Vince's version of the WWE 
that he'll come back and watch the shows again because, oh, Triple H is running him? Oh, I remember when he did NXT. It was so good. Sorry, I'm bringing up NXT. I'm beating it like a dead horse here, but that, it's like the prime too. example. I am too. <laughs> it's, you, it's, it's just an example. Even though it lost in the ratings war against AEW, you still can't deny that it was a good wrestling show that brought out like the NXT takeover events. I will tell you, those things felt special every time. Some of the best matches in WWE history were on those NXT takeover shows. I, I'm not, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong when it comes to that. Like, it's just ridiculous how some good some of those were. Like the well, Adam, Cole, Adam Cole Gargano series was really good. The Champa Gargano series was really good. <laughs> Sorry, bringing up Johnny Gargano a couple of times. Keith Lee versus Dominic Dominic. Dijakovic, who is now known as T-Bar, who might be getting his name changed here soon, hopefully. Oh, thank God. But they had some bangers. Bangers, certified bangers. And so maybe maybe they have it stand a chance. Maybe they stand a chance now. Like, those are, like, hopefully we can have some of those kind of matches. Not like the indie-style matches, but still, like, really, really good professional wrestling matches on those, on these pay-per-views. Because you'll hit like one or two great matches on these shows anymore, like on like a that like the re- most recent SummerSlam, they had about I think two or three really good matches. It was Bianca and Becky, Brock and Roman was very entertaining for what it was, and I'm not seeing Logan Paul's match was pretty solid too. I'll, I'll give him credit for that. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. But there was like there was like. It's like nothing that's like, oh my gosh, this is like match of the year looking. Like that, that's that's not what I see from WWE, at least from like the last few years. No, I think you hit it right on the nose there. But what what is going to be the next pay per view with uh, WWE and Triple H at the at the helm? Because I'm excited for that. I think it's Clash of the Castles next. Mm. That a new one? I haven't heard of that one. What? Is that a new one? I haven't heard that's of that the one, one. That's the one. It's gonna be. Sorry, Jo. Okay, here we go. It's in. Yeah, it's in September. Beginning of September. It'll be in. It's in Wales. They haven't been international like for a pay per view in quite a well. Outside of the Middle East in Australia, they haven't been like in the UK for a pay per view in quite a while. Man, that's. I mean, a few that uh, some of those years could be contributed to the you know, pandemic and everything, but still, it's a long time. And uh, Shayna Baszler is getting a little bit of a push again. Forgot right? about that because oh. she's one of the matches listed on there for Clash of the Castle. I'm excited to see. Hopefully, Finn Balor gets his fair shot at the Universal Title, the championship he never lost. <laughs> He's never gotten his really he like the Roman Reigns thing. God, uh, let's put some respect on Finn Balor's name again. Yes, and Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. He has been. Uh, he hasn't held a world champ. He hasn't held a championship in like what seems like eight hundred years. No. And. 
So I talked to you before we started started recording, but Kevin, it looks like Kevin Owens is getting a little shade of the you know the old school Kevin Owens, the monster on the mic. Dude, dude's always been good on the mic, but yeah, gosh, uh, yeah, Kevin. Like you think about that, Kevin Owens. I don't think he's held the title in the title in five years. Gee, that is for Kevin Owens. That is too long. That is criminally too long. And maybe Kevin Owens gets taken seriously again because the guy between the ropes. Fantastic, by the way. Oh, yes. Finn Balor, same story. Fantastic by, behind the ropes. Uh, not behind the ropes. In the ropes. Like, in between the ropes. He's great. Like, let's let's get... Like, I don't care about the size thing anymore. I really don't. If there's no... There's no, oh, this guy's big, so we can push this guy. Ooh, do, do. I like big, muscular men. It's that that point has been long gone from wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like it's been long. That's such an outdated thought process for this because it's the it's the smaller guy now. Ever since the mid nineties, it's been the smaller guy. Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart were the two that kind of innovated that the smaller guy. Yeah, when the Shield broke up. Everyone liked Dean and Seth. They didn't necessarily hate Roman yet. They were about to pretty soon, but... They were about to pretty soon, yeah. And even after that, everyone loved Seth. And he's not the biggest guy on the roster, not by any means. He was the the in-ring, could-wrestle guy. Exactly. That's That's the point. Like, And Seth hasn't held a world title in... What three years? God, like Roman at this point, there's got to be a time. I think it's coming at Clash of the Castle where he loses something. It's been two over yeah. two years. He has to. Yeah, it's talking about change. Same thing with this. It was it was it was a good reign. Don't get me wrong, but it's I feel it's overstated. It's welcome just a little bit. Well, it, he ran out of guys practically. Yeah. He ran through every everybody, like, not everybody, but, like, half, a third or half, I don't know. Those guys left the company. Potential guys who definitely either deserved the title shot or could have used the title. Braun, Bray, Cesaro. Those are just three names that come off the top of my head, and there's more that I just can't think of at the moment. But... Cesaro. <laughs> oh my gosh, Cesaro's not going to be in the WWE during this Triple H reign. Oh my god, that is so heartbreaking. Think about that. That is so heartbreaking. Because he is gosh, like if I feel I, I you would think if Triple H would have been in charge that Cesaro would have had a fair shot. So many of these people would have been uh, main eventers, solid like solid main eventers for a while, maybe even a champion here here and there. But man, that's that's the sad part to think about is if this happens sooner, who who knows what WWE would have looked like right now? Yeah, Daniel Bryan as well. It's, it took forever for Daniel Bryan to get to where he was supposed to be. 
Yeah, he was with the company from 09 until he started getting a world championship look in 2012, 11, or I think it was the end of 11. Yeah. And then, like, he wouldn't get – like, it was like – he was getting, like, the anti-push almost. And then the fans were like, nope, screw that. We we want him as world champion. And they finally did it. And then, yeah, it never – it didn't really end all that great. But then he had a really good reign before Kofi won it. So – yeah. And even that Kofi reign under Vince wasn't the best. No. They didn't book him strong at all. No. They had him beat these guys that are normally mid-carters. That's about it. He never beat any main event guys. Like Orton he did beat, but that – I don't really know if that – that's one. Like, I, don't I, think think the, I don't think he was getting an opportunity to really succeed. No, they just did it to say they did it, and then they they really didn't care for it, honestly. Mm. Yeah, it was sad. I was so upset when he lost to Brock in like 14 seconds. Like, really? You had him reign for this long and just lose it in like 10 seconds. And the booking after that, I always I always hate it when after. They lose I guess title. it's really. I guess I get I guess this really only happens to uh, mid carters who get the title and then have a small push, small reign. They lose it and then they, they just never talk about it or seem like they want to win it again. Yep, and no, it's like Kofi and Biggie both. Yeah, like they both won the title. But then when they lost it, I never saw their characters drive to win it again. Nope. It's like, I was like, like oh. yeah, being a champion was cool, but I want to go back to pancakes and... Tag teams. Yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully Triple H makes some changes here. I hope they hope he starts taking the titles off of... I, I, I'm tired of Reigns as champ. It's kind of boring, honestly, at this point. The match with Brock was the best match they had since WrestleMania 31, by the way. That's pretty sad when you think about it. But, no, the match was great. I liked the match. It was fun. Brock lifting it with the freaking tractor was great. But um, I think it's time to get the titles off him and get the titles off of the Usos as well. So, Just changes all around, I think, Triple H is going to be able to do for WWE. There just needs to be like a like this maybe this clash of the castle is gonna be like the stamp that makes the change. But now, Jay, I just want before we go here real quick, uh, what kind of what sort of couple of predictions you have for Triple H's uh, time as uh, the head of creative and talent relations? More on the creative side though. Some changes. There's gonna there's definitely gonna be a lot less micromanagement. No more scripted promos. Uh, it's going to be more wrestling. And we've already seen it a ton these past few weeks, but we're going to be seeing some people come back. That's what yeah. I feel. I think, yeah, I think there's a lot more comebacks in, coming here soon. That's my prediction, too. The, the show is going to be like the shows are going to be good. Like the show, TV shows will be good consistently weekly. I, I think with Triple H at the helm, we'll get some consistent storylines that build over time, which will help them as well. Like just like consistent because Vince had a lack of like a time he where he'd do a storyline, just completely forget about it. 
Yeah. And then, or he'd just like freaking hammer the same thing home over and over and over again into the ground. Hopefully Triple H doesn't do that. Maybe get rid of 50-50 booking too. That'll be nice. Like, not completely, but like in certain aspects where it's, they don't need to be doing three match series every time. Or however many matches they have in a row. But we'll, we'll see. I think the wrestling's going to get a lot better as a show, which will make the show better overall as well as the storylines. We'll get more consistent with the storylines. The storytelling will be better, which in turn will make the shows better. And I think WWE better as a whole. I didn't, will, it be, will there be instant results? I don't know. We'll just have to, it'll be over time. We'll have to kind of look at the growth of the WWE while Triple H is in charge. But I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for a better WWE. I hope you all are too. I might start checking out Raw again. That's, that's saying something. That's saying a lot. <laughs> I'm with you there. I might start tuning into Raw every little bit. We'll see. But uh, hope you all enjoyed that episode talking about Triple H as the new head of creative in WWE, the King of Kings. What are your thoughts on that? Let me know on Twitter at SigDaddyWrestle as well as Facebook at SigDaddyWrestle and on Instagram at SigDaddy.Wrestle. You can also follow the show on TikTok where I show off the micro brawlers at SigDaddyWrestle on TikTok. J.O., where can everyone find you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at Jeremy Ordas, all lowercase. All right. All right. So next time here on Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show, I don't really have a plan, to be honest. We don't have a plan. <laughs> We're just going to let the world play out. We're just going to let it happen. Let whatever happened happen. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to pick out a major topic once it comes around here on Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. So it's a mystery next week. So make sure to tune in on Podbean. Tune in to find out. Tune in to find out, yes. Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Five stars if you really like it. Always welcome the feedback. J.O., once again, thank you for joining me on the show. As always, always a pleasure. All right. For J.O., I'm Skylar Sig Daddy Sigmund saying thank you all for listening and so long, everybody.